one ahead Boom. of me. What up, ladies <laughs> and gents? It is Tuesday, and we're ready to drop some Fightful Tuesday. Oh, yeah. All righty. All you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, or a review, and we'll and help us. Rise up, up in the podcast ranking. Yeah, you know what? Go. We'll appreciate it. If you want to be a guest <laughs> on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest to schedule your time slot. And don't forget to follow us on all social media at insurance bro. Insurance. Really? Insurance bro? Wrong, wrong show, uh, but that's cool. Business bros. <laughs> business bros pod. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. I won't mess this one up because we are so excited and so honored to bring yet another incredible guest on the Business Bros pod. Sometimes I'm creative on accident, but our guest today is passionate about teaching people to be creative on purpose. Our guest is an author, coach, and difference maker who believes that excellence is cultivated through work that enhances the lives of others. I love that, by the way. His book, Creative on Purpose, was a number one Amazon bestseller in three categories, while his newest book, Onward, is currently listed in Amazon's top 50 in two different categories. As a head coach for Seth Godin's Akimbo Workshops, our guest has inspired others to challenge the status quo, acknowledge that things can be better, and do what needs to be done. Creative on Purpose is a newsletter, blog, broadcast community, and coaching program for people who are ready to fly higher in endeavors that make a difference. And our guest welcomes you listeners out there to this community. Joining us today from Creative on Purpose, welcome to the show, the most creative man alive, Scott Perry. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Scott, the most creative man we know. Uh, I want my first question came with a post that you had on social this week. Uh, you were holding up uh, Seth Godin's book, and you were talking about his new book that came out. By the way, for those of you, I don't know if there's anybody on the internet who doesn't know who Seth Godin is. Literally, you type in the letter S on Google, and his is the first name that pops out. Uh, I, I, I want to get to know you, and then tell me how you got to work with uh, Seth Godin and his organization. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to speak with you guys. And James, I just want to tell you, you passed the audition. You're hired. You are now yes. Creative on Purpose official spokesman. <laughs> you can introduce me anytime. If I had 12, I'd put up 12. Um, so oh, you're, now you're talking about the six-fingered man. I'm <laughs> Doc Taylor. Um, yeah. So first of all, I love your broadcast and I, I was really struck by your message, which was about service. So I just immediately felt alignment with what you guys are doing. As far as I go in my journey with Seth Godin and Akimba Workshops, I credit Seth Godin and his Alt-MBA program for really helping me chart a new path after a 35-year 
career as a musician, I completely changed what it is that I do in the world, became an author, became a coach, became a community organizer, and created this cause called Creative on Purpose. In taking one of his other online programs, I got the invite to become a part of his coach team and Akimba workshops, and I've been promoted to head coach of a couple of the workshops over the last couple of years. Could not be more honored and privileged and grateful for that work because as you guys already know, Seth is a you know humongous figure in just being a force for good, but also a force for helping people tap into the potential and deliver on their promise wherever it is that they're making a difference in the world. And so I get to do this work every day in the Kimba workshops and feel like you know, my presence in the world is making a positive difference and helping people get from where they are to where they want to be. Now, that's not much of a journey, though, because I believe music does a lot of the same types of things. I think music taps into some of that emotion. Uh, it, it, it definitely makes you connect with situations and things in a, in a much higher level. Uh, the frequency that music plays at, you know, pun intended, uh, it, it channels a different part of the mind. But what really fascinates me with uh, with what you're doing now is you've you've made a leap. I, I mean, people don't go 35 years doing one thing and then transition 100% into something that's completely different. The only the only connection I can make right there is that your music was probably doing good things for people already, but now you're doing you now you've shifted that message. Uh same intent I I feel, but different messaging. How how did you decide to go that route? Why 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 creative on purpose? Through the Alta MBA, I re-engaged with some things that I had lost touch with. One was my love for working with others. And yes, as a musician, I performed for audience. I was sometimes a leader of a band or a part of a band, but a lot of my career was done solo. And so all of my touring, uh, all of my, my stagecraft was done as one guy on a stage delivering, uh, trying his best to, to deliver an experience to an audience by serving the song and by enhancing the experience of an audience. So yes, you are correct. Definitely lots of creativity involved, uh, lots of service involved. Um, but in working it through the Alt MBA, I really reconnected with how much I love to be a part of a team, especially a team made up of people that have similar values, that have different skills, but together enhance the experience of everybody in the room and deliver something that is, is much more powerful than any single component part, any single individual could have uh, delivered. So connecting my love of team building and, and team leading and just pr team participation with my love, uh, reconnecting with my love of writing and uh, sharing knowledge and enhancing people's experience by sharing what I had uh, learned through my career as a musician, as a husband, as a father. Um, it just made, it just shifted something in me. And I decided without even having a clear idea of what exactly I was going to offer, that I was going to offer something different. And I started by doing what you guys are doing right here. I, I <clears throat> had a broadcast and I broadcast every week. I invited other people to have a conversation with me about creativity, about purpose, about intention and integrity. Uh, and what it meant means to live uh, live a life worth living through doing work that enhances the lives of others. And it, over time, grew into this thing called Creative on Purpose. I am one of the most selfish people you will ever meet. Uh, the he ain't lying.
Just had to throw that in there. Had to throw it in there. So I, you know, but but it's true. I feel like I'm one of the most selfish people you ever meet. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I, I love when I am explaining something to somebody who's never heard it before, and the light bulb goes off. I Mm -hmm. love when I'm sharing something uh, in my own creative space, the way I see the world, uh, my own perspective, and the light bulb goes off on the other side. Uh, When you're giving of your time, when you're giving of your energy, I love those feelings. It's a very, it's weird. It's, it's, you know, that, that power of giving is actually one of the most selfish things you can do. And you're giving at a, in a, in a different way. You're, I want to know a little bit about how you're helping people with that creativity. How are you giving them the tools necessary to find that inner creativity? Because I think everybody's creative, whether you admit it or not, or at what level, but how are you helping them find that creativity and then use it as a beacon or as a, as a pathway for them to, to develop as individuals or their businesses or whatnot? Well, I'll, the, I'll answer the second part of your question first, which is creativity is a basic human impulse that we all possess. It's how we have always made change happen. And it's how we've learned to do anything that we do that's worth doing. When you were a baby and you saw people talking and you could not yet talk, you didn't take an online class, watch a YouTube video, read a book, or do anything else. You practiced talking, and you talked really poorly until you talked well. And that's a creative endeavor. That's learning by doing. Mm-hmm. And you, again, do it poorly until you do it well. And then you, you get to the point where you do it unconsciously and don't even think about it. And with creativity, even though it's a basic human impulse it's something that's kind of beaten and sucked out of us through Mm -hmm. institutional education through where you know the way we work and the way we think about work and just you know what the way society is and if you poll internationally less than 50 percent of their of the people on the planet when asked if they are creative will respond with a yes less than 50 percent that's incredibly sad because Never in human history has it been more important for human beings to tap into their creative potential and their creative instincts to make change, positive change happen in the world, especially as it exists today. So the first part is just helping people remember, recognize, and re-engage with their creative impulse. And we do this by helping them uh, define an endeavor that's worthy of their time and attention because those are mm. precious resources you can never restore once they're spent and to lean into those creative enterprises uh, with intention, with integrity and do that work with and for the people they find themselves with. And so we have a process for how you identify your creative endeavor, how you develop that endeavor and improve it and deliver it to the right people. And then how you um, deliver that and and keep stepping into possibility. The idea is we enhance our lives most through endeavors that elevate the lives of others. Now you 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 talked a little bit about that uh, perseverance, that pushing through, and that is difficult for a lot of people. I mean, case in point, literally just a little while ago, my son's been wanting to get some game activated on his computer. And I told him when he's ready for for me to process the payment because he gave me the cash, let me know. And he spent a good like two, three hours today 
frustrated with not being able to get the computer to do what he needed it to do. And when he finally came up, I can see the frustration in his face. And so I went down and I helped him out the last little bit. But he also expressed to me that he fixed something else. Like he was able to now do something different and he was able to fix something else in the process, not achieving the goal that he intended, but he learned other things along the way. And this is something that, you know, I talk to students about all the time. Learning is in that frustration. It's that point where you can't get something done that your mind starts to create new things, right? New alternatives or learn new processes. That is the best part of learning. But we oftentimes relate that with the most frustrating, most stressful times in our lives. So how are you helping, you know, when, when you talk to people about creativity, that aspect of creativity comes into play. I know I can't draw for nothing. I would, you know, draw figures. I get frustrated and I quit. And that quitting is where we all fall off a lot of times. How do we get somebody past that frustration point and get them to the point where the, the euphoria of, yes, I got it. Yes, I learned something. That was amazing. I want to do that again. Uh, that's Well, there's a lot of juiciness in, in all of those questions. So the first thing is, how important it is to remember that the outcomes and results are very frequently well beyond our control. Yes, we can if we approach things with intention and integrity. And if we are uh, showing up daily to do the work and honing our craft and refining our voice, we can influence the results that we want. But most of the time, and you illustrated this beautifully in the story about your son, we set our aspiration, we set our intention, we aim our arrow at a specific target and we don't end up exactly where we intended. So he didn't get what he wanted done, but he solved this other really interesting problem. And this is what's so wonderful about setting small goals, having these small aspirations, and then pursuing them with our best efforts, but in pursuing them thoughtfully and deliberately and persistently, is even when we don't end up exactly where we want to be, we can still end up somewhere really great. And even in the worst circumstances, when we are entirely defeated, frustrated, or fail, we still have opportunities to learn really important human skills like patience, like acceptance, like humility, and the most important one of all for a creative uh, endeavor, resilience, because you will fail more often than you succeed. And so the last piece to your question is that frustration, and it might manifest as anger or fear or anxiety. Part, part of that is is a great gift. It's it's a it's a, a letting you know that the thing that you're pursuing is actually worth it because you have an emotional investment. You are you are invested in what you are trying to achieve, and so to repurpose or reframe all these things that oftentimes will get us to quit or to get us to stop or will you know frustrate our continued progress is to is to reframe them as reminders that we're engaged in something that's actually worthy of our attention our time and our best efforts our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure you're on point today with them with that movie line, James. I'm impressed, man. On my point. Moment. James, you yeah. have the job. You have the job. <laughs> <laughs> doing a great job at it. You just can't stop. 
Scott, let's talk about limiting beliefs. And and for for me, a lot of times this is the uh, that concept that you hear people say over and over again. And it's different when you're being told versus when you're living in it. Uh, think outside the box, right? Think outside the box. Creativity is outside the box. You hear people talk about you know you're stuck looking doing doing this one thing. You can only see the repetition of what you're doing. You can't really. Uh, I, I'm not the type of person who thinks outside the box. And you have people who are are commenting on the outside, like you should do this, you should do this. They're nothing but outside the box, not living inside the box. And then there are amazing other people who don't even see a box at all, right? They, they just, they come into a, a blank canvas and they see a masterpiece when everybody else sees something that's not even there yet. How do we develop the different skills in those different types of mindsets? Like if I'm stuck in the box, how do I get myself out of the box? If I'm out of the box, how do I get rid of the box altogether? And I, it's kind of kind of vague, but I, I just want to know in those different mindsets, there are different people who are stopping themselves from doing things because of their perspective. Yeah, it's a great question. I the, the book that I'm releasing on Thanksgiving Day is called Onward, and it is all about how do you develop the posture and mindset of a difference maker? And this is what you're really pointing to is – how do I develop this attitude of, of seeking the edges, pushing beyond the edges, finding, you know, finding the possibility where other people are only seeing limitations? And I think the process that I, that I share in Onward is taking a look at your situation with a really clear-eyed, not unemotional, but uh, without value judgment. So to, instead of saying this, this is awful, this is the worst thing that ever happened, I'll never do this, to just say, okay, this is what's happening. And it, when you look at things a little bit more objectively and a little more clear-eyed, you can disentangle yourself from all the rabbit holes that you know strong emotions will, will drag you down and all the negative self-talk will drag you down. And then you can start to frame what are the actual possibilities in this moment that I find myself in. And then you get to decide what you do next. And once you make that decision, the most important part, again, is acting. And you have to act as if, just, again, pointing to my earlier analogy. You acted like you could talk before you could actually talk. You acted like you could walk before you could actually walk. You acted like you could read before you could actually read. This is how we learn how to do anything that's worth doing. You act as if, and you fail, and you falter, and you learn, and you, you know, kind of regather yourself and try a slightly different way. You experiment your way towards the into success, and so. Having that kind of uh, beginner's mindset or beginner's mind, that kind of childlike approach. Another thing I really learned from my days as a musician is, you know, as a musician, you play music. You don't work music, mm. right? You don't. Mm. <laughs> so the idea is when you approach any problem, and this is what creativity is for, solving interesting problems, solving problems that's worth solving. You have to approach it with this openness and this vulnerability and this generosity and the spirit of curiosity, because all of that helps you be half a shade braver as you lean into the inevitable challenges and hardships of doing something for the first time or doing something for doing something a different way for the first time. And it's that posture of doing it every single day 
that enables you to make the shift in attitude from a person that just continues to accept the same old, same old, and never tries anything new and never thinks any differently to being the kind of person that every day wakes up for looking forward to how, you know, how can I try something new today? How can I fail today so I can learn and become a little bit stronger so I can do it again tomorrow? Tell me about Onward. I mean, you, I have the title on the screen where certainty ends and possibility begins. You know, certainty is a cushion. Certainty feels good when I know that, you know, on the first and the 15th of the month, the paychecks coming in or, uh, you know, I, I know when I come home, my children are going to be there or whatever. The certainty, there's a lot of, of, of awesome things that certainty has uh, built into it. But the possibility that there could be more, I love that concept because, you know, where we're, the, the thought of if I buy a lotto ticket, right? I love, I love the, the, the day that you purchase the lotto ticket before the numbers come out because your mind goes into this what if scenario. You get to start thinking about, wow, I'd probably, you know, I'd buy my parents a home or I would, you know, drive this car or I'd go on this vacation, whatever. But you allow yourself, you you remove that block and you allow yourself beyond the certainty to think about what's happening. Uh, it, you know, and I'm kind of, you know, playing off the, the title of your book, but can you tell me what you, what you did, you know, what, what your book's about and why that title? Sure. Well, we live in a culture in the United States for sure, where we tend to reward certainty, overconfidence, and people with strong opinions and value judgments. Not because they're right, not because they're healthy, not that they promote what's best for all parties concerned. We just, we have this cultural affinity for that sense of certainty. If the current events, pandemic, long overdue reckoning with racial justice, economic and political instability. If anything, if this moment has not shown us, then no moment ever will. Life is full of uncertainty. That mm -hmm. getting paid every 15th and 30th of the month, mm -hmm. that's not happening for a lot of people right now. They were certain when they got that job that that, that was what the way things were going to be. And here's the thing about being a human being. We are programmed to be creatures of the status quo. We love to know what's expected of us and where we stand, even when what is expected of us and where we stand is at the bottom of the hierarchy. We, we embrace and crave certainty and confidence. The current moment has taught us that there's no such thing really as certainty. Mm -hmm. And so what, what do we do what do we do now? Well, the other thing about being a human being is along with this uh, embrace of sufficiency and status quo, we also have this very aspirational and striving quality. If we didn't, we never, we would have ended up as other creatures that were faster and stronger than us as lunch back in prehistoric times. We never would have survived to the point where we could actually dominate the planet. And so we have this also, this impulse to seek the unknown, to step into possibility, to strive and to progress. And Onward is, is wrestling with this tension and reminding us that we are sufficient even as we strive. And that if we cultivate this posture of openness, 
of presence and mindfulness and we approach our situation with intention and integrity and with this uh and and cast aside our value judgments and false expectations but look at things as they are and then choose the next best step for ourselves and for those we find ourselves with that we can step into a possibility that is going to enhance the prospects and prosperity of everyone and this is the great lie of the status quo. The status quo is protecting us from a false scarcity when there's actually just uninhibited abundance out there and there's plenty for all. And we don't have to have this idea that I'm going to grab as much as I can and good luck getting yours. We have the capacity to be a, a, a race of beings that actually is willing to elevate everyone and move everyone into a better situation. And I've been saying it, Miguel. I've been saying it. <laughs> it's it's funny. We uh, we have this discussion, uh, James and I, and it's it's very much uh, based in uh, well, not, not the mindset action one. I'm going a little bit different on this one, but oh no, I know, uh, where, you're, I know where you're going. I was talking. I was thinking Thanos, right? The oh, the yeah. yeah, I was thinking. So so in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we got Thanos. He's gonna snap his fingers, and half of every life form is gonna be gone. He has very much a logical argument that I don't disagree with. I disagree with maybe his action on, you know, where uh, there's only so much, there's only finite number of resources available. And what you're talking about here is a little bit different. It's that it's not that it's finite. It's that we have the ambition, the creativity to find more, to do more. That's the Elon Musk of the world where, Yes, we have problems here on Earth, but guess what? There's this whole other circular thing out there, this other planet that we can develop things here to learn how to survive on that planet and and create a new civilization on another piece of of rock floating in space. Uh, and that's that's uh, one of those mindsets again. That's that's super creative. That they think in the way that is limitless. They think in a way that uh, for the rest of us who are bound by that certainty who are bound by the parameters that we grew up with, whether it's our own upbringing or parenthood or, or religions or whatever, we're limited. And yet those people have freed themselves and, and they're on, on greater paths. You seem like somebody who's freed himself uh, and, and is, uh, and is opened up the possibility for more, but I'm certain that you've come across problems along the way. So, you know, rather than, uh, rather than share all, only all the good stuff, what are some of the struggles that you've come across as you've gone on this journey and how have you overcome them? Yeah, that's a great question. And you can know all these things and you can believe all these things that I'm saying and still find yourself fa falling into old habits and old thought patterns and, you know, this is again, part of being a human being is it's very difficult to continue to develop new routines and relationships. Because what we know is whatever got you where you are is not going to get you where you want to go. And so all, all the time we have to be cultivating new habits. We have to be cultivating new relationships. We have to be setting our next point on the horizon uh, that we're striving for. And, you know, one of the things that's over over my shoulder here is a sign that says less is more. And I'm a person that's very prone to like addition. I like to add things. I like to add things to my schedule. I like to add things to my plate. I like to add tasks to my to-do list. And one of the, the things I've really had to learn is 
how valuable subtraction is. And if I take things off of my to-do list and if I th take things off of my plate and I really am intentional about focusing on the things that will actually help me make progress to my goals as opposed to looking like another productive cog in the machine, then I can actually move forward with the possibility and, and with you know the dreams and aspirations I have for myself, but also for, for the people that I do my work with and for. So, you know, finding our finding our blind spots, and I have plenty of other challenges, just like everybody else. I have a an imposter in my head chattering at me all day long about how I'm a loser and I'm a failure and I'm never gonna not nearly as good as I think I am and I'm never gonna be as good as I think I, I could be. Um, I have fears and anxieties just like anybody else. And you, it's part of the reason why community is so important to my coaching practice and to my work at Creative On Purpose is one of the things that I've learned along the way is I'm really good at helping Hernan or, or James see what they don't see, seeing the obstacle that maybe they even put in their own way. Mm. But I, I just suck at doing that for myself. I need Hernan and James to reflect back to me what they are seeing and what they are hearing coming out of my mouth and help them point to the obstacle that I put in my way. And so as you know, coaches and as do-gooders as you guys are, you know, we spend most of our days bearing witness to other people's experience, reflecting what we notice and what we see, asking questions and inviting them to see uh, the doorways and the light switches that they don't yet see so that they can decide for themselves to engage their agency to be the captains of their own uh, destiny and to take that bold step forward into possibility. Man, less is more. I never thought of it as subtraction. Brandon says, uh, what industry do you think will help individuals overcome struggles like the restaurant industry? Yeah. So, you know, I live in a very small rural town in Southwestern Virginia uh, where, you know, even though rest restaurants can have limited seating, some have continued to choose to, to do business uh, a different way. So our local coffee shop, which used to be one of my wife and I's favorite hangouts, we would go there at least once or twice a week and have a, a cup of coffee or a latte and a baked good. And just, you know, that was our, a big date for us uh, on a weekend. They've been the, the, the coffee shop itself has been closed ever since, you know, March or April. Uh, and they have leveraged their wholesale operation, their bean roasting operation. They've figured out a way that people can order their drinks in advance and they have kept all their baristas employed. They reconfigured their the structure of their building so they could have a walk-up window that people approach from the outside. And I'm quite sure that they were not, they, they, they had no guarantee that any of these things were going to work, but they kept trying things and they kept exploring the possibilities. And, you know, the, one of the, the, the great gifts of the pandemic and social distancing is it has reminded us how much we crave human mm. connection mm, and facts. yeah. And so, when we have this beautiful constraint of we 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 love to be connected and yet we can't be within six feet of each other how do we employ our creativity 
and the powerful digital tools uh, and the power of our imagination to create community, to create connection, to uh, increase empathy, increase compassion, increase kindness, increase generosity. And I see it all around my town and all over the internet, people um, that are willing to think differently and try new things are succeeding. And those that are whining and waiting for things to return to the way they were are missing the opportunity because we don't necessarily want to go back to exactly the way things were. We could actually exit the situation far better off and, and as better people than we entered it. But we have to, to play the game and play the cards that are dealt to us now and play them to the best of our ability and explore our potential as creative beings that require each other to thrive and succeed. Perspective is everything. And I love the perspective they've had in the world. I mean, it's, it's, for us, it's always been one of those things, right? Our number one rule in business is to be of service to others. And we talk about, you know, that, that ability, you know, you're, you're, job in businesses to be of service to others, but your business's job is to make a profit. So let's mm -hmm. make sure that we talk about this profit part as well. Uh, really quick before we head out, tell me where, uh, tell our listening audience how they can get a hold of you and, uh, and where they can get a copy of your book. Absolutely. So if you uh, put Amazon onward and Scott Perry in a search on the Amazon sales page will come up. It's on uh, available for pre-order now. It releases on Thanksgiving Day because it's my favorite holiday and it's all about generosity and gratitude. And uh, hey, family, football, and food. What, what else yes. do you really need to be a <laughs> also, happy human being? Also, it's like right around my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, so, well there you go. There you go. Um, and if you go to creativeonpurpose.com and the ideas that I've been sharing resonate at all, you can take a free uh, difference maker audit and it will help you define your values, your talents and your tribe. It will, which will help you dial in whatever creative endeavor you're seeking to find or clarify the one that you're working on. And then it will put you through a process of helping identify the challenges and the impediments that are keeping you from excelling to the, to your capacity and that enterprise and you'll become a member of the Creative on Purpose community, which has uh, weekly meetups where you can hang out with other difference makers like you and talk about your celebrations and talk about your challenges and get perspective and encouragement and feedback and inspiration and insight to help you continue to move your endeavor forward. Scott, I knew today was going to be a fun one. Thank you for taking time to come on the show and, and sharing that information with us. I mean, everything you're doing out there is is helping people, even if it's a little bit at a time. And this is one of those things, progress, it doesn't matter whether you're going at a snail's pace or at a hare's pace. Like, you know, hair, right? Wrong hair. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but you're, you're, you're doing the work. And that, I think that's one of the things that, uh, that as, as, uh, consistency is concerned, you know, that's my only real superpower that I have is when I commit to doing something, I go for it and I continue to do it. And your message, you know, whether you're talking to one person or you're talking to, you know, thousands of people, it's a positive message that people need to hear. There's a, there's a perspective shift that people need to have. Ultimately, there's a lot of things that need to change in this world, but it starts with that person in the mirror. That person in the mirror is the one that you need to change first and foremost before anything else can happen. And I think that's the message uh, that ultimately you're, you're, you're pushing, that you can have a perspective where you can make a difference one person at a time. Absolutely.
What a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to talk to you guys. Thank you, Hernan. Thank you, James. Thank you. All right, ladies and gents, we will see you again tomorrow. I know it's a holiday, but we still got a show anyways because, hey, the show must go on. Follow us on our uh, social medias at Business Bros Pod. If you want to be a guest, you can go to businessbros.biz slash podcast guest. Only problem is there's an eight-week waiting list. So if you want to knock that waiting list down, go to businessbros.biz slash last minute. Get on that last minute list. And when we have an opening, as long as it's not you know 10 minutes before the show starts, we will send you an email and maybe you can hop on and cut the line uh, and as always, we thank you guys for subscribing, rating, reviewing the show, and we'll see you again manana. Scott, thanks again for being on the show. Ladies and gents, peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.